This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. You know, sometimes when I'm working, I don't have a lot of time to eat or even sit down. But sometimes you just got to have something in your stomach. Otherwise, you're just going to have a rough afternoon. That's why I keep a raw rev nutrition bar in my backpack at all times. That way, if I just need something quick to put in my stomach, I just grab it in my bag. I eat it. It's good for you. It has high-quality plant-based proteins, no soy or whey proteins. Uh, They're nutrition and diet-conscious ingredients, healthy proteins, fats, and fiber, nothing artificial. And they've got a lot of these great flavors uh, like creamy peanut butter and sea salt, peanut butter dark chocolate and sea salt, double chocolate brownie batter, and birthday cake, and tons of other flavors. Go check them out, www.rawrev.com. Use Hey Bartender at checkout to get 5% off your entire order. Go to www.rawrev.com and don't forget to use promo code Hey Bartender. Now, Laura Hope in the Arctones, would you please help me get this started? Hey Bartender! Welcome back, people, to Hey Bartender Podcast, the podcast that reveals all the secrets of the haunted places all over the place. Oh, hopefully you guys are uh, keeping up on my TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, and YouTube. I'm just plastering the social media nowadays with these, these haunted bars and restaurant stories. Go check them out. Uh, go look at it. Look at them on TikTok. Go look at them on Instagram. Uh, because I've come up with some, uh, you know, with the help of the internet, I've found some really, really cool places that have some great stories that go along with it. So follow my TikTok account or Instagram and watch the videos that have to do with haunted bars and restaurants. I'm going to try to do one for every day in October. Remember, if you're uh, if you submit your own story. Uh, you have a chance to be featured on these TikTok videos or even saved for the Halloween episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. Okay, so now that I got that out of the way, of course we got to do the drink special. But, uh, you know, this drink is a uh, is a shot, and it happens to be done by a good friend of the show, Tyler Mortensen. Uh, if you follow him on TikTok or uh, Instagram, he's at mixed up at TGM. This guy loves Jaeger. He was on episode 180 of Hey Bartender Podcast. And this guy has such a love for Jaegermeister. He comes up with these great shots to do with Jaegermeister. And I was watching his videos earlier today, and this one sounded really interesting. And so I'm going to have him, well, his TikTok video, uh, tell you how to make this shot. Now, this video is pretty visual, but uh, you'll get the idea. He calls this the Jaeger cello. So let me give you another example on how to mix Jaeger. Start with the Jaegermeister. You want to top that with some lemon cello. I know it sounds weird. It sounds very, very strange, but that lemon cello is actually going to sink to the bottom and it's going to create a nice layer. So what you're going to do is you're going to actually finish with the lemon cello as opposed to the Jaeger. Cheers. Thank you, Tyler Mortensen, whether you know that I use this for the podcast or not. If you want to go follow him, he's at Mixed Up With TGM on TikTok. 
He has a lot of great recipes. Right now, he's experimenting a lot with uh, low-calorie and uh, non-alcoholic liquors out there. So if you want to go check out things like that, go visit my buddy Tyler over at Mixed Up With TGM. Can you still call it liquor if it's non-alcoholic? I mean, at that point, it's a soft drink, isn't it? Well, there's a lot of things in this world that confuse the living hell out of me. And, uh, you know, let's just add another one to this list. But I can't understand everything in this world. I mean, there's always something out there that I don't know. I mean, people at my bar, they used to always, you know, come up to me and go, hey, you're a big Beatles fan, right? And I was, oh, yeah, I love the Beatles. And then they'd ask me some irrelevant trivia question that I don't know why I would know it. There, I'm sure there are people out there that do feel like they need to have that information. But they'd ask me questions like, what style of shoe was John Lennon wearing on his third appearance on the Ed Sullivan show? And why did he, uh, why was the size a half a size too big for him? Why the hell would I know shit like that? I can talk about the Beatles all day long, but that is so fucking trivial. It, uh, it's just, and you know, and these people take great pride. Ha ha. I got something on you. Yeah. You, I know something about the Beatles. You don't good for you. Uh, I don't know, I never really invested much time in, well, anybody's feet, let alone John Lennon's. I mean, who am I, Quentin Tarantino? But the one thing that I do want to understand, and I hope that everybody else can learn to understand and we can all grow from it, is the whole deal with sexual harassment happening in the bar and restaurant scene nowadays. Stories have been coming up right and left about how servers were sexually harassed, how management sexually harassed them, or uh, some uh, some women that I've met refused to go into certain bars because something happened to them that night, or guys even, they said something happened to them at that particular place, they can't go in, and and it wasn't something that was that they did, it was something that happened to them. Now, I was talking about this earlier today, and it was with another person, and they suggested maybe I should go into this a little bit more. Maybe I should talk about it. Now, I have brought this up many times on this podcast. In fact, one time when I brought it up, I thought I handled it as responsibly as possible, but I ended up losing a sponsor because of it. That sponsor listened to, uh, to that particular episode that I put out, and it was, uh, well, I don't remember what episode number was, it, uh, where it was the episode where I talk about that I was never great with the women. I, I basically summed up on that, or sum up just to remind you about that episode, I basically said that I was never the type of guy that would constantly hit on women. I was never the type of guy that, you know, would pray on women while I was working behind the bar. If they were drunk, to me, they were off limits. I could not take advantage of any woman that was drunk because uh, I did. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. My dad didn't raise me to be like that. I was always raised in an atmosphere where the guys treated the women respectfully. Now, the reasoning in my, uh, based on what things that I remember from the past, the reasoning behind it, I think, came from when I was in grade school. 
Now, I went to uh, co-ed school for first grade. But for second grade, all the way up through high school, my parents put both my sister and I in the same school. But when I was in second grade, it was the first year that this school allowed boys in. And so pretty much all through my grade school, high school career, I was always outnumbered by women. And you know, it was a little too intimidating, right? Uh, because, uh, you know, greater numbers and... You know, it was uh, it was just I've got to treat these women nicely because uh, you know they uh, they come up on me in groups and beat the living snot out of me, and that happened once to a guy. Let me tell you that that didn't end well for him. Towards high school, uh, it, with the help of probably the nicest guy that I've ever met in my life, uh, he and I went to great extremes to treat the women as good as we possibly could. We would open doors for them. We would uh, sing for them. And, you know, we yes, we were in our teenage years and hormones are going crazy. Yes, we were doing it to uh, stay on the girl's good side, maybe get a girlfriend out of it. But that wasn't really the ultimate goal of it. It was just, we need to treat these women nice. And what do gentlemen do? Okay. Let's think about this. Uh, open doors for the women or say good morning to them. Don't say anything overly sexual. Don't uh, tell dirty jokes. And we took it to uh, the highest level we could possibly think of as teenagers. Complimenting women. Yes, we complimented them as often as we possibly could. Like when... Uh, when some of the girls were going to away games for their sports, their coaches insisted that they dress up to go to their away games. And, you know, nobody dress up in uh, sweatpants and a hoodie. You have to dress up. And so they uh, they would get dressed. And me and my buddy, uh, my buddy Jeff, he and I were always quick to say, wow, you look great today. And, you know, we'd get a nice little smile, maybe a blush if we were lucky. But that's the way that he and I went about it. He was way better at it than I am. Uh, but uh, everything I learned about being a gentleman, I learned from him. But also what worked for me and, uh, and why I treat women respectfully is having low self-esteem and never, ever, ever realizing that is a woman is interested in me. That, I mean, I am completely clueless. A woman would have to smack me over the head, according to my friend Shannon. A woman would have to smack me over the head with a two-by-four in order for her to get her to let me know that she is interested in me, even in the slightest. Why? I don't know. I, I think it was just all based on self-esteem. Uh, and plus being that guy where uh, girls would go out with a guy and then come back from their dates and complaining that the guy ignored him the next day or they treated him poorly on, on the date. You know, uh, what was that thing that Chandler's, uh, Chandler said in that one episode of uh, Friends where, you know, when they're talking about things that have double meanings, like it's not you means it is you. Chandler said one that uh, I related to where you're such uh, where you're such a nice guy actually means I'm going to be dating leather wearing alcoholics and complaining about them 
to you. I have sat with women for hours listening to them tell the stories about uh, how their relationship went south or uh, a guy that they really, really are interested in isn't giving them the time of day. I would sit and listen to them for hours and I would, you know, start hanging out with them because I'm a little interested in them and I'm trying to get to know them. But the way that I'm getting to know them is by buying real estate in the friend zone. Now, the friend zone, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people that went dun, 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 when it comes to hearing about the friend zone. But uh, when you want to be considered non a, a non-threat, the friend zone is the only place you can go because there's a, a lot of situations out there, a lot of um, baggage that people are uh, carrying around with them. I said people. I didn't say man or women. I said people. And, uh, you know, they've had things happen to them. And sometimes that you're the only person that they can confide in. And, you know, uh, uh, it's nice to have that feeling of trust. But every once in a while, it does get annoying where you're, you're sitting listening to somebody tell their story. Oh, they treated me like this. They treated me like that. And then they dropped me like a hot potato. And you got that thought in the back of your head like, I would never treat you like that. And I've been doing all this stuff for you. And uh, it's, you know, it's very common occurrence. It, and it happens with both sexes. I, or what do you got to say nowadays? All sexes. But there are my credentials here, people. I uh, was not the type of guy that would desperately hit on women, try my hardest to uh, get them to go home with me or anything like that. I would actually try to get to uh, get to know them and, you know, try to, you know, yeah, being friends at first and then moving on to, hey, can we, you want to go out next week? Uh, that was always a difficult transition for me just because, like I said, poor self-esteem. So, you know, it is possible out there for people to exist that are not uh, just completely uh, schmucks that will uh, want to use and abuse you in uh, one way or another. But the people are out there that do exist, and it is tough to tell them apart. People basing uh, personalities on your zodiac sign, people basing things on what you wear, people basing things on what kind of car you drive, or, uh, you know, how much jewelry you got on. And, you know, they're automatically thinking, okay, they've got you pretty much squared away. They know what type of personality you are. You know what? In this bartender's opinion, you cannot tell what every personality is exactly because a person's personality can change minute to minute, second to second, based on the environment they're in what they're doing and the bar is a very different difficult environment because alcohol changes you it can uh, it can make you feel happy it can make you feel powerful it can make you feel sad it it alcohol has a different effect on everybody and unfortunately due to years and years of 
well, let's even go centuries of how people have acted in a barroom situation, not a lot of things have changed. It's it's a slow burn. Some things have changed a little bit just because the atmosphere of the bar has changed. The the typical mom and pop, uh, dark karaoke bar with that that's being lit up by nothing but Budweiser signs is a completely different atmosphere than at some corporate restaurant where the bartender has to wear a bow tie and a vest and the servers have to wear uh, nice pants or skirts. It, uh, you know, it, you have to kind of visualize where you're at and what it's going to be like, because at the corporate restaurants, people are, I've noticed people aren't more likely stand up from their table, walk over to another table to get to know somebody. It's more bringing your friends, bringing a date, somebody who you've uh, pre-planned to be with while you're there and sit and talk with them solely. But in uh, the less corporate type uh, type of bar situations, it's a gathering. It's a whole bunch of people getting together. Sure, they know some other uh, some of the people, but it is a social gathering. It's not just sit talk and drink it's sit talk drink get to know other people make friends and sure some people might wander from table to table say hey what's your name what are you up to tonight and uh you know that's just what the bar was designed for it is the original dating app and swipe left usually uh was either a hand to the face in one way or another or whatever use your imagination but what I'm going to talk about tonight, uh, since I'm already 20 minutes into this uh, podcast, uh, is the people that lack self-control. They weren't, uh, I don't want to say they weren't raised right, because maybe they were raised right, but they have somehow learned. Uh, their parents might be fine. Let's uh, let's take the parents out of the equation. But they've somehow learned to treat people a certain way in order to get what they want. And that's where sexual harassment comes in. Now, I have read, I have uh, talked to many servers and bartenders that have been victims of sexual harassment, and a lot of them feel like they're powerless. They don't know what to do, and uh, it's saddening, and it's also sickening that people get into that position where they feel helpless. I hate it when I see people that feel like they're completely helpless. If they sit back and figure, well, if I complain about this, then I could lose my job. An employee was working their shift and their managers started coming on to them. And it was the basic definition of sexual harassment, unwanted advances. And the employee basically laid it out saying, Please stop. I don't like this. And all of a sudden, the manager starts using their power to threaten them and saying, or even make their lives miserable just because they didn't get what they wanted out of it, whatever it may be. And so they start doing things like shorting shifts, changing shifts, uh, 
threatening them, telling them or and telling them that their job is on the line for whatever reason and making their lives a living hell. And they're scared. They don't know what to do about it. And because, you know, the job is the job that they have. And some people are afraid they won't be able to get another job because of that. Some people are afraid that that the story that came from that bar will follow them to the next bar and they'll never get hired again. So what do they do? They feel helpless. They can't do anything about it. They can't go to the upper, upper management and complain about it because what are the odds that the upper, upper management is going to do something about it? They start to get scared. They don't have anybody that can help support them. So it, it becomes a really delicate subject. And I, I told you guys, I preface this at the beginning, beginning of the podcast. I feel like since I'm a guy uh, that I'm not completely the person to come up and talk to you about sexual harassment and what you should do about it. Because I get a, uh, I get completely flabbergasted or confused because there's two different stories and they both stories don't jive and they don't have extra witnesses to confirm that things like that happen probably because the other employees it's happened to them and they're too afraid to say something about it or nothing happened to the other employees but uh nobody wants to step forward because they don't want to be a part of that so what do you do about it do you start carrying a camera wherever you go and every time you go into the manager's office you have your cell phone pointed straight at him and all you have to do is just ask for another couple rolls of quarters and you want to make sure that if they do something towards you, you have it on record. You know what? These cell phone camera videos, they're starting to annoy the piss out of me. And some of them, yes, I'm sure were extremely helpful in some court cases, but it's become an escape and people are basing their opinions on these videos without knowing the whole story. I would like to rid the world of people holding up their phones at all uh, at the proverbial Karens or Chads and take care of it themselves. I mean, it's actually going to get to a point where everybody's going to have a camera pointed at everybody at all times. And that's just going to get uh, completely, you know, there's not enough space on my iPhone in order to record my entire day and then go over it to make sure that something didn't happen to me that uh, could potentially ruin my life or ruin somebody else's life or whatever. What I want to encourage everybody out there is if you are being sexually harassed anywhere, whether it's whether you're working or whether you're a customer, I want you to build the guts and be able to stand up and say, stop or get away from me. Or, you know, just build up the courage because that's part of the problem is a lot of us are scared to confront somebody who's in a higher power that we think is in a higher power and just say, stop, don't do that anymore. And it partially has to do with self-esteem and, uh, you know, coming from a guy that has low self-esteem, uh, this is a pretty big public service announcement right here. And 
you say it loud enough, eventually somebody's going to come to help you. Here's an example. Back in my junior year in high school, this was a big moment for me, and I take pride in it, and I make sure that I think about it all the time because it was a big deal for me to stand up and do this. Uh, there was a there was a guy in the class who was, I don't know if you would consider it flirting or just messing around with another girl in the school. And he had this stuffed animal that he made in art class, and I, I think he was trying to flip up her skirt or something like that with it. And I heard her say stop twice. And to me, if a girl has to say stop twice, that's, uh, that's enough. The guy should stop right there. No girl, uh, at the, when I was in high school back in 1994, when a girl says no twice, it's time for me to step in. I immediately turned around and yelled at this guy. Hey, if, when a girl says stop, you stop. And he backed off quickly. I never heard any thanks for it. I never heard anybody talk about it, uh, maybe years later. But immediately the guy stopped because it was annoying me because the girl was just basically begging him to stop trying to do what he was doing, and he wasn't doing it. And this, back in 1994, people, it was a lot different. Things, and because socially things have changed. You've all noticed over the last... 30 years, for as long as the Metallica Black Album's been out, for as long as Nevermind by Nirvana's been out, things have changed multiple times on how to act socially. Now, don't get my words mixed up here. What the dude did that was flipping up the girl's skirt was completely wrong. But this was back in the day where no means no. I mean, what am I saying here? No should always mean no. Now, when I was tending bar and things like that would happen... If I all of a sudden heard a girl scream no or stop it, my head my head went up, antenna went on, and I'm automatically scanning the crowd to see who said that. And uh, I uh, and immediately gave the uh, dirty look to whoever was involved with it, and they usually backed off pretty quick. So at that point in time, no actually meant no, and the people that were involved were smart enough to stop especially in my bar. But if something's happening to you in a situation, no matter where you're at, no matter what you think it is going to happen to you, you say it loudly. You speak and make sure that people can hear you. You yell, stop. People will look and uh, go figure out what's going on. If you uh, don't say anything, it uh, that's just going to weigh on your conscience for the rest of your life, and and con- and having something like that on your conscience is very very corrosive. You've got to take that opportunity right then and there to say something about it. And you know what, people? These jobs—they're just jobs. There are plenty of jobs out there. You the, you should never ever worry about getting another job. Some people have said that they are afraid that if they jump up and say something, they'll get fired. Or, uh, you know, if you feel like you're afraid to say something that, uh, that repercussions will happen, there's companies that I've worked for just recently 
that have this uh, no tolerance clause. If you feel like that you've been offered an ultimatum to keep your job in exchange for something else, you run to human resources as fast as you can and tell them. Now, I have interviewed somebody on this show a while back where she did report to human resources and it didn't work. You know what that signal is? Time to find another job because there are hundreds of jobs out there and you you got to sit back and hope that the next job you'll be treated uh, better. You'll be treated more fairly because nobody should have to put up with that kind of bullshit in exchange for work. If HR isn't going to help you out, if uh, you're too scared to say something about it, now, I want you all to pay attention to this podcast. Go back and re-listen to it if you uh, have to. I have used uh, the very... I haven't used any specific pronouns because this can happen to anybody, anybody at all. If you feel like that you are being mistreated or being harassed or whatever at your job and the upper management will not do anything about it, don't go back to that job. Go find yourself something else the next day or that same day if you have the time. You know why? Because, in my opinion, they don't treat you uh, that nice in the service industry. Every single person in the service industry is viewed as replaceable. They'll, I mean, some of you might even re, uh, gotten the ultimatum saying, hey, I can get rid of you right now and have your job replaced by tomorrow afternoon. Well, then get started. That's, it's just that easy. You want to be able to go home holding your head up high and not feel degraded you, and not feel belittled because these restaurants, you know, they, uh, they view us all as replaceable. And, you know, no matter how much you show up for work, no matter how much you bring in business, how much money you made, they, uh, some of these, especially it happens in corporate, uh, quite a bit and me bashing on corporate as much as I do, uh, you know, that's probably going to hurt like advertising and stuff like that, but to hell with that. And you don't want to, you want to go home with your head up high, with a smile on your face, a handful of money in your hand and be able to sleep that night. That is what it comes down to be able to relax enough in order to make sure you can sleep because after something like uh sexual harassment happens you feel icky. You feel, uh, so, you know, that I used a very juvenile word for that. But you don't feel good. And you need to be able to uh, get, uh, get past it. And the best way to get past it is to get away from it. And finding another job is one of your options. We'll talk about a couple other options here in a minute. Hey, bartender. Mint Mobile has reimagined the wireless shopping experience and made it way easier. There's no stores, no salespeople, no nonsense. Just a huge savings on the nation's largest, most reliable 5G network. With plans as low as $15 a month, you have unlimited talk, unlimited text, and you can find the perfect data plan that suits you. 
You can even bring your old phone if you're still used to it. Or if you want to get rid of your old phone and upgrade, Mint Mobile has a large selection of phones for you to choose from. Just follow the link for Mint Mobile in the description of this podcast. Check out the plans and the opportunities for you to save some money with your new wireless service. Go to mintmobile.com today. Hey, bartender. Now we continue on. Uh, you know, some of you people uh, have used social media as your weapon uh, to battle sexual harassment and uh, how being mistreated in your in the workplace. Good, but not great, in my opinion. Because there are people out there on social media that will relate to your story and draw energy from you, draw, uh, you know, bring up their, uh, bring up themselves saying, yeah, this is a problem. I need to deal with this. But there are also the people out there that trash talk you. And sometimes the trash talkers are louder than the people that are actually listening to your story. And then your story gets drowned out. So, you know, you, it's admirable that you guys take to social media and uh, say, say things like, I was mistreated, this happened. But it's, you know, there's too many, it's too many voices in one room. I mean, that one girl that was on my podcast, she started uh, talking trash on her social media about the place that she worked, and she started getting pummeled by all of these other people that said, yes, that happens to me. I work in this state. Yes, this happens to me. I work in that state. And she was able to help people. She was able to get out there and help people give get a voice to what the problems were. And she even received a couple uh, nasty hate mails from uh, the companies that she was talking about you know, cease and desist letters and stuff like that. But uh, it didn't phase her. She just kept going on and on. But then people started in on her, uh, making fun of her. And because there's people on social media, their whole goal in life, their meaning in life is just to trash talk other people, no matter what they say. Even the smallest example. uh, I mean, this is minuscule example compared to uh, the videos that she did. The, uh, the TikTok videos that I'm doing of haunted restaurants and bars. I received a good compliment on the first video that I posted, but the second video was a guy complaining that there were no ghosts in any of the picture. No, and I'm like, you fucking idiot. And you know, you can spot these people because they have no content of their own. They're following thousands of people, but have maybe a dozen followers of their own. They just get on there to trash talk. And it's admirable that some of you people jump to social media to help out other people, but sometimes your voice gets drowned out. And first and foremost, you need to worry about yourself. And then once you are uh, good, once you're settled, once your mind is at peace, then it's time to help other people. But sometimes finding that piece, you might need a little bit of help. Now, a restaurant employee I heard about, they decided to go out partying after work because it was their first job. They thought working in a bar would be fun. They were young, 
and they uh, they decided to go out with some customers after their shift. The customers were like, hey, why don't you, we're having a party over at our place. Why don't you come on over? And they were like, uh, sure, why not? And then all of a sudden they realized that they were somewhere they didn't know. They were, they have no idea what happened in the last couple hours and they're lost and scared. Now I talked to, uh, I talked to the parent of this employee and they started asking me because you, you guys know that I take a martial arts class and they said, they said to me, I think I want them to join your martial arts class so that they know how to protect themselves in situations like that. And I said, good, good idea. But if I can give you a suggestion, now this isn't my child, but uh, if you want my advice on something that happened like that, have them go to counseling first and then learn how to defend themselves. Because it's like, you, uh, in my worthless opinion, it's like something bad happens to you and the first thing you do is grab a gun. No, no, don't do that because you're about to make a really bad decision in haste. You need to calm down. You need to think about what happened, how you're going to get past it, and then decide from there how to move on. Because there's nothing worse than attacking something when you're angry. You need to find your center first. You need to calm down. You need to breathe, get your mind centered, and then tackle the problem because you can't fix anything when you're angry. You can't change anything when you're angry. You just make end up making things worse. If you have to do a little mantra, if you have to meditate, uh, you know, that's probably the best way to go. Like when uh, the guest that I had on my show, Vicki Magar, she has a podcast right now called Peace, Toast, and Jam. And she talks a lot about meditation. She talks about your self-worth and being healthy. And when you're angry and you're scared, that's not a healthy way to tackle problems. And, uh, and that's based on Hey Bartender podcast. That has nothing to do with what Vicky has to say. Uh, but go listen to Vicky's uh, podcast. It's called Peace, Toast, and Jam. She's awesome. And then once you've figured out, okay, this is how I'm going to get past it, then maybe it's time to uh, take a martial arts class. Now, I'm not going to go all Joe Rogan on you guys and you know tell you you got to go out and take Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or uh, you have to learn Muay Thai or something like that. No, no, you don't. A basic self-defense course would be sufficient. And if you're if it uh, really makes you happy to get that exercise to have that knowledge uh, under under your belt, then look into uh, joining some kind of martial arts. I mean, when I first started taking martial arts class, uh, maybe what was it three years ago now? Maybe um, I went in there and pretended I know nothing. I, uh, I pretended I don't even know the basics on how to throw a punch. Everybody knows how to throw a punch. But I, I just decided I'm going to go in as a blank slate and see what these instructors take me. And the first thing they taught me, how to block. That is 
honestly the first thing that you learn you learn how to outward block you learn how to inward block a low low block uh, upward block defensive that's the stuff uh, that you need right away because uh you know if somebody comes at you poking at you you got to be able to swat them away and let them know hey i don't like that and then if it persists on lesson two how to throw a punch and how to throw a kick you got your uh forward punch you got your hook you got your uppercut you got your uh gut punch you got uh and then you got your side kicks you got your roundhouse kicks you got your front forward kicks that those alone would be enough to get your message across but eventually you learn self-defense they you take uh things like uh restraints those things are insanely valuable in my opinion because they will diffuse a fight quickly if you know what you're doing of course but those three basics are enough to get your point across to say, I don't like that. Get away from me. And uh, like, let's uh, do a hypothetical here. You're in the office. Your boss says something to you that you don't particularly like, makes you feel uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden they come at you with their finger pointed at you. Uh, learning a martial art, they'll te- uh, teach you how to grab their hand and move their arm into a position that will put them down to their knees immediately. One of my Seabox, she uh, takes great pride in telling this story. She was learning martial arts at a very young age. She is awesome. And she was, it, uh, when she was in school, one of the bigger football players said, come on, show us something. Come on, show us something. And she's like, no, no, that's inappropriate. I don't want to do it. And they can, No, come on. So she said, okay, fine, throw a punch at me. And the big football player threw a punch at her. She immediately blocked it, grabbed his arm, and tucked it up underneath her arm. And basically, she made that football player her bitch because she had a hold on him that didn't take much much strength or energy from her. But uh, once she had him, he's standing there screaming, ow, this hurts, this hurts, this hurts. And she said, uh, okay, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for watching this demonstration. Let's walk over here. And he was forced to follow because she had a good hold on him. And let's take a bow. Now let's go over here and let's take a bow. And then she eventually let him go. It was that easy for her. I've seen girls in my martial arts class where I honestly, I it was probably really inappropriate for me to say, and I'm all, all, attest to that right now sorry people but i ended up using the deadpool line uh where i see this girl she's sparring and she does this amazing combo where she uh does a blitz that didn't work out too well she does a sidekick got the guy right in the ear and he fell to the ground and i immediately blurted out the deadpool line god i pity the guy that forces her into prom sex now i'm not saying that uh violence should be used uh it is it's an option it it shouldn't be used though because uh you know this all it takes is one uh phrase and all of a sudden the person says i wasn't doing anything and they just attacked me or all i did was say this and they hit me then you end up getting in trouble for assault 
but martial arts will and martial arts and self-defense will teach you when it is necessary, when there's no other choice but to do what you need to do in order to get out of a situation. Even some things as simple as somebody walking up behind you, putting their arm around your shoulder, and you don't like that, they show you how to escape from that. If somebody uh, puts their hand on, on you any way, shape, or form, they show you how to escape from that. It's a very, very good skill to have. But you got to remember to use it wisely because, like I said, uh, you could it could be easily construed as uh, assault, and then you really get in trouble. You, uh, not only do you lose your job, but you also might serve a little bit of jail time. I mean, how many of uh, servers out there... I mean, bartenders uh, are mostly protected by the bar. They have a separation between the customer and the bar because like I've told you in way early episodes, somebody walks behind the bar, you technically have uh, the right to kill them uh, because that is private, uh, a private area, private property, and they're not allowed to go back there. So technically in some courts of law, you can technically kill them or beat them to a pulp, take your pick. But I don't, I don't suggest that I don't condone it, but it is, it is true. Please don't go out there and say, but hey, bartender podcast said I could kick your ass. Uh, yeah, I don't need that. But what you can do that, hey, bartender podcast said is look at yourself in the mirror. If you are having trouble at work, if you feel uncomfortable, if you feel like you're unsafe, I want you to go over to a mirror, look yourself right in the eye and do like I always tell you guys. Don't take any shit from anyone. Just look at yourself and said and say that to yourself. Don't take any shit from anyone. Repeat it if you have to. No, you don't have to take sexual remarks or a slap on the ass just because you're a server. No, you don't have to meet up with the manager later just uh, just to keep your job. No, don't take any shit from anyone. There are other jobs. There I, I know most of us want to feel faithful to our jobs, but I haven't found a job in years where they are faithful to their employees. And another thing, if uh, when it comes to the customers misbehaving, like there was one night I was bartending, and this customer, he thought it was okay to slap the waitress on the ass. He just decided, whack, you know, and sat there. <laughs> and my waitress got this went pale and her eyes went wide and I looked at her and I said, are you okay? And she said, I can't believe that just happened. And I said, don't worry. It won't happen again. I walked over to him and I said, get out. And he goes, what? And I said, nobody slaps any of my waitresses on the ass in my bar. You're 86 for life. And he says, what? This is a bar. Things like this are supposed to happen. I said, I don't care what you think. Ha- is supposed to happen in a bar. It's not happening in my bar. Get out. And my boss backed me up 1,000%. He thought that was stupid. He thought that was uh, disrespectful. He had no problem with my decision 86ing that guy for life for slapping a waitress on the ass. And, of course, as the guy was leaving, this is bullshit. I'm going to call your manager tomorrow. Yeah, you go right ahead. My name's Anthony. That's spelled A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. Don't call me Tony. This is, I'm 
I was always very protective of my staff that I worked with. If they were getting mistreated, I was always there to jump right in the middle of it and get that shit to stop. Although there were a few times where uh, the older waitresses, now the waitress that got slapped on the ass, uh, she was younger and uh, still, still green when it came to working in a bar situation. But the older waitresses, I won't, I won't say their ages. They, there, uh, there was three levels. The younger ones, they, it freaked them out. The ones that were uh, uh, a little bit older, they learned to stand up for themselves and uh, tell them at the very least, never do that again if you want to keep that hand. But then there were the uh, ones that were even slightly older than that where uh, they kind of laughed it off and I, and I would walk over to them and I said, uh, you want me to take care of that? And they go, oh, I know that guy. Don't worry about him. And the point of it, me asking her uh, that was not, I didn't, uh, not only did I not want them to treat her like that, which she for some reason didn't mind, but I don't want anybody treating like that. And if he's allowed to treat her like that, he'll sit back and figure that he can treat everybody like that. And that's, that's not the atmosphere that I want in my bar. You come to my bar, you come to make friends, you come to laugh, and you come to dance. That's all I insist. And there have been a lot worse things that I've heard about happen in various uh, workplaces. And worse than sexual harassment, let's just leave it at that. And it never happened in any of the workplaces that I worked. Thank God. But uh, it does happen out there and all i ask you to do is to go seek help and don't be uh and for god's sakes you've got a voice use it there's got to be times in your life where you've got to just speak out whatever's on your mind whatever's bothering you and to hell with the consequences you know if you lose your job get another one if you feel like that you're the other your coworkers are looking down on you for uh, something that happened. If you don't feel like you're comfortable going to that job anymore, don't close yourself off. It now is the time to speak out. And social media is not the right place to go. Go seek counseling, and because social media, they're uh, when it comes to counseling, they suck. And, uh, it's, and cause some people sit there and say, well, why didn't you just do this? Or, uh, or I would have done that. No, you don't want other people's opinions. You need to come to your own conclusion on what you need to do. You don't even have to listen to me. You just have to be true to yourself. Do not by any means, let somebody change you because of their actions. Before we wrap up this show, I just want to put this out there. If any of you have been a victim of sexual assault, violence, or and just need a little bit of help, visit rain.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. They also have a 24-7 helpline at 1-800-656-HOPE. They are the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization. They have operators on standby if you just need somebody to talk to, and they also can educate you on the laws in your state. 
Once again, go to rain.org, that's R-A-I-N-N.org, or call 1-800-656-HOPE. All right, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar and get something nice before you head home. I am Anthony. You can call me the dude. I am your bartender. I am the host of this show. I am the producer of this show, the editor of this show. I do everything just for you guys. If you have something to say or you want to be on the show, all you have to do is email me, dude at Hey Bartender Podcast, or you can DM me on any of the social media networks on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All of those, I am at Hey Bartender Podcast. I'd love to hear some of your bar stories. If you're having a little bit of trouble and you need uh, need a little bit of perspective from somebody else, go ahead and email me. I We can use pseudonyms, I uh, but... If you feel like there's something out there that other people need to hear about, I'd uh, love to help you spread the message. Intro music for Hey Bartender Podcast is done by Laura Hope and the Arctones. You can go check them out at their website, www.laurahopeandthearc-tones.com. Special thanks to Mixed Up with TGM for uh, letting me use his drink recipe at the beginning of the show, whether he knows it or not. And, uh, you know, thanks for uh, all you guys for listening. This year has been a great year for Hey Bartender Podcast. And uh, if you remember, if you want to be a guest on the show, I love having guests on this show. All you have to do is contact me. Just remember, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. And as usual, people, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, say it as often as you possibly need to. Don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's last go? I just got here.